Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, we have a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I, I'm, I'm out of my baseball craze, Daryl, because we all know it happened. We all know the Dodgers won the World Series. I made this mental thing that I wouldn't say anything. Uh, and that's just, just impossible. It's old news, but I mean, come on. You know, I've been waiting 32 years and I cried like a baby, Daryl. Well, I am so proud of you, Larry. Congratulations to the Dodgers. Congratulations for resuming the title since the 1980s. Wow. Amazing. And you've been, I will say when it comes to one of the core attributes of selling from the heart is being faithful and consistent. And Larry, you pulled that off for over 30 years being a faithful Dodgers fan. So, you know, big time congratulations. I know it, it is so meaningful to you to see that championship. And it was fun watching you celebrate in the middle of all of that last week. <laughs> oh, but you know what? I just hope it's not another 32 years. That's all I got to say, because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know if I'll be around in another 32 years. I'm just going to rejoice in the moment. There you go. Well, enjoy the moment right now. And speaking <laughs> of uh, enjoying the moment, if this is the moment where you are brand new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You just found you, out I'm a Dodgers fan. You, Yeah, <laughs> you have joined a Dodgers fan and a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic adding real value. We call it selling from the heart. And Larry, as we, as we head into, we're square in the middle of this fourth quarter right now and uh, planning for the new year. And the details are going to be coming out shortly about the selling from the heart challenge. But, and, and so we can't, you don't have them all to share today, but I got to tell you, uh, if you're listening to the podcast just have Selling from the Heart Challenge on your radar because there are going to be some exciting things uh, coming out here in the in the coming days and weeks uh, that are going to lead into the new year. We want to uh, together work to make sure that 2021 is a great year for everybody. I know it's a make or break year for a lot of us, um, that this is a year where we've got to succeed and at Selling from the Heart, we're committed to working together to make sure that 2021 is a successful year. And I'm excited about the Selling from the Heart Challenge and all that's going to be rolling out here soon. So there's your teaser, right, Larry? Oh, I know. And, and I think, you know, the words that's just key on the word challenging for a moment, Daryl, just real briefly, is, you know, this has been a challenging year for many Um challenging in a lot of ways. And that's why we firmly believe that this selling from the heart challenge, if you take the challenge to heart and really look at focusing on yourself and what you can do to control what you can control, which is how you come to market and then how you align to your clients and your marketplace. I think you're going to be in for a very successful 2021. Yeah, absolutely. So stay tuned on that. And one of the things that's going to be critical in 2021 is that we show up. And today, our conversation <laughs> is going to be how to show up authentically um, as sales professionals. So, Larry, let's introduce our, our guest and let's dive into what's going to be an epic episode. 
Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, gosh, it has just been, it's been so awesome to get to know Christine Schlonsky. Uh, I've been on her podcast. I've been on a couple of uh, mastermind type groups that she does. I've absolutely enjoyed, enjoyed getting to know Christine. Plus she has heart inside her company name, which is Woo, which is music to our ears. Let me tell you that. She's a kindred spirit. Um, you, you all are in for a real treat. Christine Schlonsky, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. This is going to be a fantastic conversation today. And uh, But as we get started, I'm going to throw, to use a baseball term, I'm going to throw a softball your way um, with the question that every guest to the Selling from the Heart podcast gets. And what does it mean to you, Christine, to sell from the heart? It really means that you care about the person you speak with, that you only sell something to the right person at the right time in to the right conditions to really serve them. And it's not about the money game. It's not about the commission game. It really is showing up as authentic as you can be. And then you offer what you have to offer and you know whatever you offer is a perfect match for the potential client. And, and, and spot on. And, and I think um, a couple of things about the showing up. I think there's sometimes that people show up and they show up for the wrong reason. And when I say the wrong reason is, you know, part of the manifesto at the back of selling from the heart is uh, you must lead with your heart and not your wallet. And I think a lot of times what happens is people are showing up for their reason, not the other person's reason. If you get what I'm saying. Totally. Yeah. And and just shifting that because you will, be so much more fulfilled and have more success when you show up for the right reasons, because people will know that they will feel it, they will experience it, and they will help you to get more of amazing clients and to sell more at the end of the day, when you really come from serving first and when you come from that place of your heart and not the wallet. I think this is such a good time right now to have this reminder. We're in the fourth quarter there. It's been a challenging year, um, a tough year for, for so many in so many different ways with, uh, with all the realities we've been dealing with this year. And I think in the middle of all that pressure and the end of the year goals, and then as we head into new, the new year, which we've talked about, you know, 2021 really is a make or break year for a lot of people there's a tremendous amount of pressure to deliver results and to perform. And so I think there's going to be, there's, there's just a lot of pressure right now, Larry, like you're saying to lead with a wallet. I mean, to lead you because we've got, you know, we've got a lot of heat coming um, from management or from wherever, just personal goals to hit our goal. But in the middle of all this season, I think it's really important that we show up authentically with our heart, with the other person's best interest in mind. And that's going to be an important thing to do, but also really challenging right now. Yeah, I would, I would agree because um, for one, let's just use the word recapture for a moment. And then Christine, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on this is, you know, I think a lot of times, especially now, Let's just face it, it's been it's been challenging for a lot of people, Daryl. And 
if we're going to have to recapture, let's just say we recapture lost revenue. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I would encourage everyone out there to think about is how can you recapture and get reacquainted with your clients and show up in a different fashion than you possibly were before. Because if there's anything that we've learned, you know, during these challenging times of 2020, your clients, their eyes have been all over what you've been doing, what you've been saying, how you've been showing up. You may not know it, but I promise you this, they know it. Would you agree, Christine? Oh, 100%. 100%. If you think nobody's watching, they are. They are. And, and how you show up is so, so important. And you just said that it's really challenging for so many people right now. And when I heard you just talk, I thought about something my host parents told me when I was in the US. My host mom was really, really good. And she kept reminding me, but I was way younger. So it didn't have such a big influence. But the more I think about it, the more present and the more important the saying is, it was goes around, comes around. So when you show up, for your clients, they will appreciate that. They will remember that you were not the sleazy salesperson taking the money and run. You were the one that served. You were the one that they got value from. And they will turn and come back to you or send other people your way. So really have that in mind, no matter what is going on right now, when you stay true to yourself and you are authentic, people will know that they will feel it. And they will definitely watch you. And when they watch you, they will make a decision if you are the person they want to buy from or someone else. Yeah, it's, it is so true right now. So as we're thinking about all this together, I think, you know, the question on the table is in the middle of this pressure cooker, in the middle of all of this um, need to perform um, in the fourth quarter and on into the make or break year of 2021, how can we um, let's coach coach ourselves, each other, and our audience on how can we make sure that we show up authentically as we go forward? What are some thoughts, Christine, in terms of of how you'd coach us to show up authentically in this pressure cooker, crazy environment that we're in? Yeah, such a great question, Daryl. So I believe that we all have a different truth. There's no true truth for everyone. So when we understand that what we are believing comes through a filter that we have due to how we grew up, the belief system, the way we kind of were shaped, the way we made decisions, we have our own truth. And just accepting that this might be just my point of view, but you might have a totally different point of view. And that's okay too, because that is your truth. And we both can allow each other to have our own truth and still treat each other with respect and, you know, and in a human way, <laughs> not bullying uh, or, you know, doing crazy things. Mm -hmm. Just understanding that, that will give you the power and the confidence to really do your actions from within and, and leading others and inspiring others because you are true to what you think and what you feel and you show up for your clients, right? I'm always taking that to that level. How do you show up for others? What's, what's your truth? How can you live your truth by still being open 
that there are other truths on the table and there is no wrong or right at the end of the day. It's just a belief system. And I think when, when we understand that, we are able to see our clients in a different way. We are able to understand that we have space to learn and grow over time. And we can really make that difference in our lives by being true to who we are and by showing up in an authentic way. And if it doesn't feel right, trusting that then we shouldn't go down that path. Hey, Daryl, he, as I'm listening to what Christine was saying, which was spot on, is it reminds me so much why we believe in the inner game so much as far as how you do that inner heart work and how you work on yourself and how that carries out into the marketplace. I think if there's ever a time where that, where all of this starts to tie together, it's right now. Yeah. And I think as, as I'm listening to this, you know, I'm realizing that as a sales professional, one of the things that I was taught and maybe um, adopted in, in a way that wasn't healthy was, uh, you know, I was taught earlier on um, in my sales world, you know, the disc profile, the, um, you know, the, the, um, all the different ways of reading personality and reading pace and focus and all that stuff to be able to look at, at somebody and then adapt, um, you know, my communication style to meet their communication style. That's good. However, I think in the middle of all of that, sometimes as sales professionals, maybe we get swept into, um, you know, trying to be somebody that we're not just, you know, in the pursuit of, of being, I, and let me say, I think it's, it's um, polite and helpful to communicate with somebody in a way that, that, you know, is effective with them. But I've got to be able to do that without losing myself in the process. Because if I lose myself in the process, then I'm just bringing a facade of some person that I created rather than, you know, and, and if I don't bring myself to the table, there's no trust, there's no authenticity, there's none of the ingredients that it really takes uh, for people to move things forward. What do you think, Christine? I'm having my own moment yeah. here. I feel like I should yeah. be with the counseling chair. Do you need a couch? I don't know. We, we actually probably should bring a couch to the uh, Song of the Heart podcast from time to time. Down. little sales therapy, right? <laughs> that was, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it is interesting because I think I was taught to adapt to the other person. But, and I think we all are in some ways as salespeople. But we've got to be able to do that without losing ourselves in the process because then, you know, you're just a facade and people see through that, don't they? Yeah, to totally. And I, I just want to share a story with you. So when I started out in sales and I, I never thought I'm going to be in sales. So I didn't know anything about sales. I got that great job opportunity and I saw potential and what was even more important, the person who sold the job to me <laughs> saw some potential. So I started the sales job and I was selling high ticket live events for like really high ticket, right? One of the objections was, well, I can buy a car. So <laughs> awesome. calling people and with the mindset I had, especially at the beginning, I thought, how would this professional salesperson show up, right? Obviously you had to dress your part. You had to wear, you know, the guys a suit and a tie and the ladies, whatever their costumes and stuff. So showing up this way every day to work, 
just with an empty desk and the phone, basically, I thought I had to be super, super serious. You're probably going to smile now or maybe even laugh, but I did not laugh. I did not smile. I did my pitch. I did whatever I was told. I was a pretty good implementer. I didn't have any fun, right? It was like so serious, especially when I came to the part to say that big number where my right. heart started beating and my palms started sweating. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, are they going to hang up, right? Will they laugh at me? Like people did all crazy stuff. So I didn't know, but I had this mindset of how do I need to be as a professional person? And it took me quite a while. I think it, it took about six months when I decided that now I, I need to have some fun with the clients, they are human beings after all, right. <laughs> human beings with a budget, right. they can, they wanted to, they can invest, right? Yes. So it took me like six months and I did not laugh. I did not share any personal stuff. It was pure business because I thought with this kind of money, you don't joke around, like right. you do your thing, <laughs> they book or they don't, right? And that's the way to success. And only when I became a coach, I realized, wow, there's like the other world with all those soft factors and giving myself the permission to also talk about me, to pretend not to pretend that I'm like, you know, I don't have any challenges. My life is perfect. I'm the salesperson. I call you, you get a buy, right? And, and like shifting that mindset to having conversations not just about the weather, but maybe deeper stuff, like um, about some events in my life. People opened up, right? I had all of a sudden, I had great, com I had good conversations before, but then I had great conversations. I enjoyed it. Mm. And it was so much easier for people to say yes, because now they knew it's not like one of those robots who picks up the phone, does her pitch, has the right objection handling and is calling lots of people, but it's actually someone they could relate to. And, and you know, that was a huge thing for me talking about authenticity because I wasn't before. I knew it's a number scheme. I just have to work hard. And when I work hard with a D, I know my German accent, not the T, then <laughs> it will work out, right? I just have to call enough people and do mm -hmm. my pitch, make my offer. And the offer was great. And then, you know, a certain percentage is going to buy which made it so difficult for me instead of relaxing and saying, okay, cool. I'm, you know, I'm a person. Yeah. I have a life outside the office walls and um, I just show up fully of who I am and who I am going to be because I know I'm growing. Right. So if, if I, I hope that the audience can relate to it because we have, our own thinking and nobody told me you have to be the robot, right? I saw other people laughing and I thought, how can you laugh when you ask for that much money? <laughs> like, how is that even possible? And I remember the first time that, you know, I put on the agenda today, I'm going to laugh in this conversation. And then it felt so weird. <laughs> and it probably was because it wasn't authentic. I was getting, you know, getting started to open up, to loosen up and to have wonderful conversations and it felt really strange at the beginning and it got better with every call till then, you know, weeks or months later, I just picked up the phone and I had a great conversation. And if they bought great and if they didn't, that was fine too. So that's like from, you know, the inner game and there were no really, there wasn't really the influence from the outside telling me I had to do certain things it was just, you know, I, 
you had to wear a certain outfit. You had to show up like the super successful person. And I didn't feel like that inside. I knew I, what I, I had to learn a lot. So I made it so, so much more difficult. Right. Mm. And that's, that's where that inner game starts and where you, how do you perceive yourself? What's authentic to you? You know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because, um, you, there's a word that I keyed in on that you said a couple times and it was relate. So I remember back, gosh, this is, I was still well into my career in, in the channel that I grew up in and I was petrified to use the phone because it was the, and I'm, and I'm not here to discredit the use of talk tracks. I think they form the foundations of what we do, but we have to make it our own. I was so, I was so rigid, right. Using the phone. And I was so petrified because I had, I was so worried about, did I deliver the script in a right way? And I remember one of the very first coaches that I got asked me, he goes, you know, do you have any problems, Larry, when you pick up the phone to call one of your friends? And I said, no, I don't. Then what's the difference, right? What's the difference between you picking up that phone and calling somebody to ask for an appointment or have a conversation with and one of your friends? And that's when I soon realized that, you know what? I just got to be me. I got to be me and bring my personality out. And I got to show up in a way that I'm comfortable with because people will sense it. Hey, Daryl, you know what this whole conversation reminds me of is Tasia Valenza when she was on not too long ago and she was talking about voice inflections, you know, and how you raise and lower your voice and how you invite people into a conversation. And I sense Christine, you're doing the same thing back when you were in sales. Yeah. Like learning like the theory and then trying to put that into action, just put so much pressure when, when you can just relax into the sale, mm-hmm. that's where that's where the fun part starts. And, and just listening to you, I realized if somebody would have asked me that question, I probably would have said, yeah, but I'm only calling CEOs, general managers, owners of companies. They are not my friends. They are far off with their success where, where I am. So making that connection that at the end of the day, I'm talking to a human being. Mm-hmm. That that was really the important piece for me that I had to understand, and that made everything so much easier. And then also making sure that I had their interest in mind. Yeah, man. I think I'm going to get back on the couch for a second here on this because, Larry, <laughs> Christine, I hear what you're saying. Um, but the reality is most of my, you know, a 90% of my friends don't slam the phone down on me when I call them. Whereas in sales, you know, there is the probability that not everybody is going to like you. Right. And, and, and so here's, here's where I want to go with this is, and this, this may be the heart of the matter, um, is if you think about, um, well, two things, first of all, just that primal nature. Donald Miller always talks about the reality of, you know, this cave, caveman, cave woman part of us. We're afraid that we're, you know, going to get isolated from the community and we're going to die, right? I mean, that's like the primal fear is someone's going to hang up on me and everyone's going to hang up on me and I'll starve to death and I'll live in a box under a bridge on the street, right? And so, you know, you start, you got to work on that part of part of it. But I think the other, the, the reality though, and this is where I want to go with this, and this is on the couch because a counselor <laughs> told me once 
They said, Daryl, if you shut down your heart to pain, you also shut down your heart to joy. And so in, in reality, in sales, I think there's a lot of just, you know, the realities of rejection and the people that do slam the phone or say no or don't respond. You know, there's, there's this temptation to kind of shut your heart down in those areas. But when you do that, you also remove the possibility of being able to show up with your wow. heart. Um, you know, and, and so I hope I'm not getting too deep into psychotherapy here on this, but I think there's like this, this, um, awakening to the reality of, you know, maybe the question to all of us is where have you shut your heart down? You know, have you steeled yourself to rejection and is that keeping you from showing up? Um, as a real, genuine, authentic, happy, laughing, inner engaging person, are you showing up as the corporate robot? You know, recite, you know, reciting the scripts because you just don't really go there when it comes to business. So it, it's interesting. You. <laughs> That was a couch, Christine. That was a total couch moment. Yeah, I, I just love that, Daryl. That's it's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I just I'm having like this. Yeah, just having one of those. Did I overshare moments? <laughs> there we go. But I mean, seriously, I, I think it's important. Yeah. I, yeah. Larry, did did you want to? <laughs> no, no. Okay. But, so, he, so he what, what? What I believe, what I believe is true, <laughs> is that when you understand and, and, and you kind of have to separate yourself from your offer. And that's something I, 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 you probably too, I trained like lots and Mm. lots of salespeople. And when they started, they, they were the offer and I was the offer, right? I was that thing. And so when somebody said, no, it really did hurt. But to prevent that you are, closing your heart because you need that in the cool and wonderful conversations. You just need to separate yourself from the offer. The other person doesn't know. Your friends talk to you because they know you. They had the opportunity to get to know you at some point in your life. Without knowing you, maybe they would not even talk to you. Who knows? So just by separating yourself from the offer, it will be so much easier to deal with a no or with somebody slamming the phone. And there's another cool thing that I've heard um, Sonia Ricordi, I think, said that for the first time in one of her programs, hurt people hurt people. Yes. It's a beautiful play with words. And I, I sat with that. I was like, ha, huh, really? Right? People are busy. People have huge challenges you, you don't have a clue about. And now you're calling and you want them to give you money, right? Be, be, just be nice to them. Be understanding and compassionate because they might go through a horrible day. Maybe you're calling someone who, you know, has just lost one of their biggest clients. Or maybe they have, you know, his wife walked out and said goodbye forever. Mm. You don't know how big the challenges are. So don't take it personal. Just separate yourself from the offer and for those people who do talk to you who are interested pull your whole heart in that's how you connect that's Mm. how they actually will buy from you because other people are not willing to open up 
that way. So if you can do that, if you can show your love, that will change everything. I remember the day I made that decision after reading the beautiful book, The Go-Giver by Bob Burke and John David Mann. It really gave me the permission to be authentic and to focus on the other person to support them, no matter if they bought or not. I, I stopped withholding from what I had to offer. And so whenever I would then call someone, I already would set the intention that this was going to be a great call, that I had a wonderful heart-centered person on the other line, and I already gave them my love without knowing who's going to pick up the phone. And that made a huge, huge difference. It doubled and tripled my, my revenue I got in because I separated and I was also able and willing to approach sales with love, to really mm. give it my all and also to have boundaries in place. If it wasn't for someone, I would just tell him, listen, I don't think this is for you. I thank you very much for your time. I wish you all the best. And I meant it even though they were, maybe they weren't nice or they, you know, made a remark that was supposed to be hurtful. I would just let it go and not pick up on it. Mm. And no, knowing that this person had their own challenges and I was just not at the right time at the right place to have a really good conversation. So I put the boundary in place as well. And I think that really helps when you want to come from your heart, when you want to have that impact with your clients and you want them to come back to you over and over and over again, approaching it from not the technical headspace, but really dropping to your heart space, knowing that the hurt that you might feel is not really yours. It's just not, not now. It didn't fit. The offer wasn't right. What, whatever the circumstances, it has nothing to do with you as a human being. You are perfectly fine. And, open up to those who are for you. Give them the opportunity to feel you, to be with you, to buy from you because nobody else has done that before. And you can both walk down that path in compassion, understanding, and love. And that will have long-term a much bigger impact than the short-term gain of talking somebody into the sale or manipulating them so they say yes. So that that's... That's what, what my truth is. <laughs> no, it, it's it's so good because as I'm listening to what you're saying, I have flashes of Brene Brown books just floating through my <laughs> head right now. And um, no, because you, I mean, you talked about bond, boundaries and you talked about heart. And I think I it was in The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. She's talking about boundaries and she's talking about vulnerability. And she's talking about that, you know, in order to create all this, you must go first. And I, as I was listening to what you're saying and, and you started talking about heart and boundaries, I look back at some of the best conversations I've had in recent times. And it's when I've gone first, I've shared something about me first that is kind of just the dynamics of the conversation change. Um, I believe it's how you connect. It's how you relate. It's uh, call it a sixth sense. But I, I firmly believe that when you can create that space where you bring your heart to the forefront and you're the one that goes first, it forever changes the course of those conversations. Mm. 100% agree, Larry. It's, it's like that. I, I don't know if you know that little story about the old man having all this, this wood, this chopped wood. 
and telling the oven, well, give me heat, then I give you the wood. <laughs> and then the oven says, well, give me the wood and I give you the heat, <laughs> right? If you don't move first as a salesperson, you are approaching someone you want to support at the end of the day, you want to get the revenue in and grow the company. So you you have to go first. There's just no other way. And 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 you are you are a leader as well because you have a solution for someone's problem or challenge. So you are the leader. So claim that leadership by showing people how sales can be done from the heart. Yeah, it's so good. And uh, you know, as we as we end, what a great conversation. Um, you know, you you mentioned hurt people hurt people, which is definitely true. But you know, healed people heal people as well. And so being able to show up and be present, especially in this, um, you know, as we said at the beginning, this environment of uncertainty, as much pressure as you feel as a sales professional right now, your buyers feel all kinds of pressure. So can we be the people that are bringing um, life, bringing some laughter, bringing some hope, um, and joy to, you know, the middle of somebody's existence that is in a challenging situation as well. I think we can, you know, we can be those people who show up and bring healing. Yeah, totally. It's, it's so funny, Daryl, that you say that. I love how you made that connection. I usually say after hurt people hurt people and happy people make people happy. Yes. And I yes. love to spin on it. He, <laughs> you know, heal people, heal people. And, and it's so true. When we, when we manage to grow more or to, to go beyond what we thought was possible because we might be hurting, we might be panicking, we might be needing that next client, that is really from scarcity and, and scarcity creates scarcity. Though when you come from abundance, when you come from love, you just open energetically and that might not be very salesperson-like, a different space where you allow things to, to be created or co-created with your clients. And it's so much more fun and joyful and fulfilling at the end of the day. And it will give you the money that you're looking for because money follows success. So if you make your clients successful, they will make you successful. Beautiful. So good. Oh, wow. I'm just, <laughs> I'm inspired, Christy. I knew this was going to be fantastic. Hey, Daryl, real and quick. Did not disappoint. Before. Before we get off here, hey, Christine, send uh, Daryl an invoice for his time that he was on the couch. <laughs> That's right. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> well, this has been very therapeutic for me. I hope someone else has gotten something out of our conversation. Seriously, though, Christine, you're a, you're a ray of sunshine. And um, I, I am so grateful that we've gotten to share time with you today and, and introduce you to, to our friends in the Selling from the Heart community Thank you so much for for all that you are and and all that you bring to the sales profession. It's truly inspiring. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Darren, Larry. I just love your work. I love the saying, like, no empty suits. Um, (laughs) It's really, really, really what the sales profession need to have that shift into helping other people to transform instead of thinking about the next commission or the next check which is obviously nice to have. There's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, shifting that that thinking is so brilliant. And I'm, I'm so glad that you are there to revolutionize the, the sales uh, in the companies. No, so good. Thank you. 
Yeah, well, we're on that journey together. So, Christine, it's just been a pleasure. And to everybody in the Selling from the Heart community, it's so great interacting with you uh, during the week and uh, just keep keep showing up. We love uh, we love connecting with you. We love talking with you. We love um, hanging out in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group, um, which you can access. Just uh, go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. Come hang out with us and um, keep your eyes open for the Selling from the Heart Challenge. We'll have some exciting things coming out in the days and weeks to come. But until next week, keep being genuine keep being authentic, keep adding real value, show up with your whole heart, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.